Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Careful Jeunesse Emploi of NDG. Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codenege NDG, and welcome to The Dep. The Dep, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. I've seen, I've had workout partners, people that I've been working out with for two, three, four months, uh, overdose and die. Um, In one month, there was 12 guys that died all off overdoses from fentanyl. Um, And every time somebody overdoses, uh, there is a a lockdown. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that the prison uh, is completely shut down for the duration of uh, a time where uh, the entire uh, prison can be searched. So they have to search the yard, they have to search the school, they have to search the kitchen, they have to search everybody's individual cell. And that takes about a week. So in that week, you are confined to your cell. You do not leave for any reason. You better hope that you have a couple of good books. You better hope that you have a TV. You better hope that you are mentally strong enough to endure not being able to leave a a prison cell. And a prison cell is exactly like you see on TV. No bigger than what you see on TV. Big enough to have a a bed, uh, a, a toilet, and a sink, and a little... Uh, stand where you can put uh, your belongings on and if you are locked in a cell if you have a cellmate then you are spending a week with a person you have to take a little bath in the sink in front of another person mm-hmm. you have to do your 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 business so you're number one and <laughs> you're number two in front of a mm-hmm. person and uh, like not said, comforting at all no not yeah. comforting at all and you better hope that you get along with this person because if you do not, it can be very uncomfortable. Uh, if you guys fight, you will not sleep because you don't know it, what they're gonna do to you when you do fall asleep. Um, so there's a lot of psychological torment that goes with being locked in a cell and then being locked in a cell with somebody that you might not get along with. Wow. Like I said, 12 people overdose in a month so it's just like back-to-back lockdowns. As soon as somebody gets out, there's another overdose. They gotta lock it down, insert, and it, that that's the procedure. And it goes uh, also with a person who gets attacked. So if there's a stabbing or a big fight or something like that, there's another lockdown because they have to search for weapons. And it's really disturbing and kind of counterproductive to place a bunch of individuals who have uh, difficulty controlling their addictions and controlling their uh, emotions and and kind of their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Controlling their, like thinking long-term. Like mm-hmm. they're very, they're very, uh, reactive and like they they need to they don't they don't see things uh, in long term okay um so if somebody says something uh 
that somebody else doesn't like or does something that somebody else it's doesn't impulse. like. It's impulse. Exactly. They're very impulsive. That's the word. Okay. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. They're very impulsive and they don't take the time to explain things. So, uh, it's really white or black. It's, 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 it's not even white or black. You are expected to know the rules before you play the game. And so you're going into this place, and if you do something that you're not supposed to do, you better hope that somebody is patient and, and, and just compassionate enough to explain to you with their words okay. that, hey man, you better not do that because guys don't like it. Instead of saying, yo, come here, I have to talk to you for a second. But no, 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 come to the bathroom or come to the cell. And then you have to fight. Um, oh, which is usually what happens. Okay. Did and you get into into scraps? I I tried my best, but going in, I knew. So, what I do have to give credit. That's the, that's 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 the thing. I, I I'm sorry to cut you off. That's yeah. that's the thing. So, so you knew it was coming. So, what was your mental state at that point? Um. I knew I knew I was going to prison, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and so on one end you try to you tell yourself you're gonna live your life as happy and as fun as possible before you go inside so you just really want to be surrounded by friends and family loved ones you know do activities you you don't want to you want to do things so that you don't miss out on life yeah and on the other hand you're super worried you're super anxious you have an idea of what to expect because growing up with your parents they kind of prepared you for this reality oh they um, even see it that way oh wow with going without uh going hungry mm-hmm. uh getting in trouble uh getting beat on um that reality was kind of what I was expecting when I went to prison. My impulse was always to fight, no matter yeah. who it was. Uh, I'm not a very big guy. I'm 5'11", 160. But you um, seem bigger. That's the thing. When we see you, you seem bigger than you are. You, do I? It's, you do. It's, it's hard to explain. It's like we, we see you walking, but you're you have a demeanor and you're... I won't say imposing. No, no. I, actually, that is the right term. You're you're very imposing when you want to be. Let's say I remember playing basketball with you, and if something was up, you were able to confront like the biggest guy on the court. Yes. With no hesitation, and the person would usually back down. So there's there's this demeanor that you have that you scare people. <laughs> and when you want to, of course. I my my anger and my rage was able to make me feel like I could physically take on anybody. Yeah. And also I had the notion that nobody was able to hurt me as much as my father did. Wow. Okay. Nobody could physically harm me physically or even like nobody was able to do that as much as he did so nobody could hurt me more than I've already been hurt and I also 
it was my way to kind of relieve myself of these negative emotions that I felt. So that was the way I channeled my anger. So I did it through sports, uh, like you said, mm-hmm. I, in basketball. Yeah, you're you're I was you're very, still good. You you are pretty good, from what I remember. One of the top players in high school, um, in my era. Yeah. Um, you 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 were a popular guy, from what I remember. Um, and popular also with the girls because you're a very good looking and handsome man thank you so you you had all that in the let's say exterior but inside you felt inside I you felt, felt rotten okay that's the, okay. the word so like you mentioned on the external it's funny because everybody who would see me would think that i i had everything going for me like you mentioned um so just just to put people in perspective, we went to the same high school, and I was uh, what a grade a grade younger. Yes. And uh, yeah, I thought you had yeah. all your shit together, man. So everybody who 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 saw me thought I did have everything going for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides my behavioral issues, I had. Good but you were marks. playing sports. You had good grades. Yes. You had the girls. You like. But inside. I felt rotten. I felt like my thoughts were very selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always about me. It was always about my gratification, and I didn't. I didn't care who paid the price uh, for me getting what I wanted. Um, so, so obviously that that ended up. That's part of the reason why I ended up robbing the bank going to prison but before uh, I went to prison I was on parole for four years during Mm -hmm. that four years I was able to finish university I took the boxing lessons and uh, and so four years of just agonizing waiting unsure what's happening I don't know how long my sentence is gonna be Mm -hmm. Um, I have a list of conditions that I also have to follow couldn't speak to a few people I had to stay in Ottawa I couldn't have a cell phone I couldn't walk a hundred feet close to a bank Um, I had a nine o'clock curfew just a bunch of new laws and rules and regulations that I personally now have to follow so that was an adjustment period Mm -hmm. and so that happened uh, over that four-year span so at the end of the four years, um, I go to prison. I learned that I get three and a half year sentence. And uh, going back to your original question about did I get into any fights, um, I made it uh, a point going in that I was not going to fight. Because you didn't want to stay there longer no. than you had to. No. Because or was it a mental state that you had? Because... I did not want to fight. I don't okay. I don't see a point. I don't like being hit and I have to assume that another person does not like to be hit either. Mm-hmm. Um I I'm able to use my words. I feel like I have uh, uh enough vocabulary where I can express my sentiments to another person and we can cohabitate together we're, we're in this situation we're in this 
predicament together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both don't want to be here, but this is our reality. So let's just try to make the best of it. And if you need to say something or do something to me to make yourself feel better, go ahead. I've been called names. Uh, I've been I've been hit. Uh, a bunch of stuff happened, and I decided not to react. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Must have been something. Because I know that once upon a time, I used to try to say or do things to get that reaction out of people so that we would be able to fight. Mm-hmm. And I knew going in that people were going to do that. And you know what? If you have to call me uh, a piece of shit or a faggot or a goof, go ahead. Because we might fight and either you, I, I hit you and you fall and you hit your head and you never wake up or it happens to me and I never wake up and then that's it. You know what I mean? Over what? Because you wanted to call me a name? Okay, go ahead. Call me a name. As long as you don't continuously hit me because then I have to defend myself. Yeah, defend yourself for sure. But uh, but yeah, other than that, go ahead. Say, say whatever you want mm-hmm. because I know that I need to get out of here and I need to live my life and I have people that are expecting me to walk out of this place. For sure, for sure. And I also know that there are a lot of men and women that unfortunately pass away in prison that do not they walk in but they never walk out and that's a real shame and I know that that other person has a family too and if their their mother their father their wife their girlfriend or even their children saw that the way they were acting Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be proud of them and I wanted to start to have I let so many people down and I wanted to change that. I want people to, to be proud of who I am. Hey, hey, this podcast is brought to you by Prevention, Kudanej, and DG. Don't forget to subscribe to The Dead Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. So I end up leaving the first time. I end up back the second time. I write out my life from beginning to end uh, with all my memories. And yeah, getting I, to that point. Yeah, I really, I really analyze. I really break it down. Okay, this happened, and then I did this. This happened, and this is how I felt. With I did it with relationships. I did it with uh, my parents. I did it mm-hmm. with uh, everything. Everything. Why do I do this? Why do I feel it? Why do I feel rotten inside? Why do I have these thoughts? Why am I stealing? Why am I hurting people? Why am I doing mm-hmm. all this? And I often put it on other people. Okay, well, I do this because my father did this to me. I do this because my mother did this to me. I do this because this person uh, hurt my feelings or did this. And with the car accident, I had nothing. I could not blame my mom. I could not blame my dad. I could not blame my girlfriend. I could not blame my elementary teacher I could not blame Jesus I could not I couldn't blame anybody nobody made me hit the phone out that guy's hand nobody made me yell at him 
I told myself, get back in the car and drive away. Mm-hmm. There's no damage, whatever, let him yell. Get back in the car and drive away. And there was another voice, a stronger voice, obviously stronger, that took over and said, this guy dare yell at you? Who does he think he is? Mm-hmm. And that feeling of like, okay, now I'm big. Now, now he's bringing this out of me again came about and and it landed me back in prison and I broke a promise to myself that that I made yeah <clears throat> of never going back of never going back and I had nobody to blame but myself and at that point something happened and I'm, I'm gonna do my best to try to explain what happened so luckily you are a a comic book geek so you'll big big comic book geek you'll understand better than the average person or maybe the lame uh, the layman who doesn't know much about comic books Mm -hmm. but in the Marvel comic book uh, the Marvel universe they have a a a guy named Spider-Man but it's not Spider-Man I love Spider-Man too, but it's not Spider-Man that I want you to focus on. It's one of Spider-Man's um, nemesis. Yes, whose uh, name is Venom. Ooh. Now, Venom had this—I don't know—this organism that came from space. The symbiote. Who kind of, when latch, when it latches onto you, it takes over. Yeah. And it's very painful to get it off of you mm-hmm. because it, it feels good it protects you it's what it's what takes over in order for you to survive mm-hmm. so this thing comes into you and like I said it, it makes you stronger it makes you feel safe it makes you it, it, it's there to make you survive and that's what I felt that I had and at that point I turned on my TV that I had in my cell. Mm-hmm. I turned it to max, and luckily I did not have a cellmate at that point. And the feeling that I had was equivalent to taking that organism and kind of just ripping it out of my chest, like just separating myself from all that pain and that anger and that feeling of rottenness. And you wanted to tune out, that's why you, you, you blasted the volume? No, I blasted the volume because when I was removing, when I felt like I was removing it mm-hmm. out of the depths of my soul, mm-hmm. it was so painful that I, it brought me to my knees and I just, crying is not what happened. Like it was, I was just belting out this, the loudest cry that Holy. I ever felt. Like, okay. and like I said, luckily I had the TV to kind of muffle out my cry yeah, yeah. because I don't want the whole prison range to be like, yo, who's crying like that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I just stayed there and I was crying and crying and I was like, oh my God. And at that point, I realized that I am responsible for 
all the pain and suffering that I put myself through. Okay, so you play basketball, right? Yeah, still do. How many people do you know that play basketball? A lot, that's it. Okay, how many people... Okay, let's say you know... Just for example-wise, let's say you know 100 people that play basketball. Okay. Okay. How many people are better than you? Now, you're very good. Let me tell you that let's just say there are 20 people that are better than you. Mm -hmm. Out of 100, let's say there are 20 people that are better than you. Of those people I know. Of those people, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say the other 80 are worse than you. Yeah. Does that mean that those 80 people are not trying their best? No. They are trying their best. Nobody steps onto a basketball court. Nobody steps into a job interview. Nobody steps saying, behind a wheel okay, saying, and say, I'm only going to give half effort. Yeah. When people do things, they do it to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that I they're agree. doing it the right way? The right way. They're, they're, wrong. they're just doing it the best way they know how yeah. at that point in time. Now, just because... I believe that I would be a better parent than my parent parents I, I, I believe you would be a better parent does not mean that they did not try their best oh. at that point with the information that they knew so I wow. when my okay. mom came to speak Was, that's that's how you were able to let go exactly when my mom came to speak to me what she said verbally in theory makes sense I am punishing you because I do not want you to go out in the world and do bad things. I am punishing you because I don't want you to end up in prison. I am punishing you because I want you to behave. So in theory, it makes sense. In practice, it does not make sense. It doesn't. You cannot punish an individual that way and expect those results. Mm -hmm. But at that point in time... She did not know that. She did the best she could with the information that she had at that point. Now, how good were you when you played basketball at 15? I wasn't that good. Are you better now? Definitely. Same goes with parenting. When she was 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, she did not know everything that she now knows. Now, looking back, she can say, oh, yes, that was a mistake. I should have done this. She can analyze her parenting and adjust. Mm -hmm. And as a first child, we are always the guinea pigs. The parents are testing things out with us. (laughs) And then when the second and third child comes along, you're like, but I did that same thing. And that's not what happened to me yeah so why is that not what happened to my sibling how come she's not getting a beating exactly because they're learning yeah they learn just as much as anybody else 
But as children, we believe that our parents know everything. We do. But we do. The reality is that adults don't know much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They know very everybody we're we're always learning. We're always evolving. We're always adapting. And that's how life should be. You should never stop evolving. Your body might physically stop growing, but your mind but your mind should, should keep never, expanding. You should always sure. be learning something. And so I sat, I closed my eyes, and I pictured both of my parents in my mind, and I just hugged them. And I said, I forgive them. They never apologized. Well, after having conversations with them, they never, before this, they, they hadn't apologized. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was able to forgive them. Not for them, but for me, because I need to let go. Yeah, you needed to move on. That, of those situations, of that past, of that pain, of that hurt. I needed to, to let go of that because it's not serving me no more. I don't need to be in that survival mentality anymore. Yeah. I, I am in a safe environment, and now my brain can, can learn and adapt and, and, and just rewire itself that's that's the best way that i can explain what happened is that my brain kind of rewired itself to think differently and so i picture my parents i picture and 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 i took it a step above i picture everybody even if a person cuts me off in traffic instead of getting mad I just say, you know what, they, they must be in a rush. I know how it feels, so I put myself in their shoes. I know how it feels to be in a rush, so they must be in a rush. Okay, let them go. I'm, I'm not in a rush. I can take my time, you know what I mean? A person steps on my shoe. Okay, well, you know what, they obviously lost their balance. It's not a big deal. As opposed to before, it's like, yo, what's your problem? You know, you know what I mean? Stepping on like, my J's. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody goes around literally stepping on everybody. You're not yeah. special. Yeah. You know what? It's unfortunate these things happen to you, but unfortunate things happen to everybody. You are not special. Your situation is not isolated. You were just in a place where you were surrounded by people who had the same experiences and led them to the same place as you, Mm -hmm. surrounded. And so you realize that, unfortunately, these things happen, but we now have to bring about change. I was just thinking to myself, like, growing up, I I would listen to my mother and and she would always have good theories, like I mentioned. She would always say things like, you gotta be kind, you gotta be respectful. Uh, you gotta do on to others as you would have them do on to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She always said things that made sense and guiding principles that were good in its in its theory and its foundation. But she didn't she didn't match that with her actions. So that's okay. where it was difficult. So I know that like I like I don't want to paint a negative picture of of my parents. But like I said, nobody's perfect, right? And people learn every day and grow. And if I was not able to forgive them, 
then how can I expect people to forgive me for the pain that I've caused them? Because obviously I've caused many people pain, right? And when people, some people might look at me and, 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 and see this, uh, this peaceful yogi type of guy right mm-hmm. now, but it hasn't always been that case. You know what I mean? So, like I said, like I have to practice what I preach now and, and, and forgive people and in honest in all honesty, it helps everybody, right? It helps them forgive themselves for what they've done and it helps me forgive them for what they've done and it allows our relationship to grow and and, and nourish. Okay, go. <sighs> I gotta go to the depth.